Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Layton. Dan, how are you? I'm all right, actually. Quite warm, yeah. but uh, generally, generally feeling quite peppy. Yeah. I've had a coffee. I listened to Janet Jackson on the way in. <gasps> really now? Pleasure principle. Well, we were talking about Danny Minogue on the way here. I love so, that. So are you going to say you're going to go with Danny on the way back? Maybe. Oh, that's a good idea. I do have a play... I have several playlists. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like to give them funny titles. Yeah. Um, Double J is my playlist of Janet and J-Lo. They're my two sort mm -hmm. of queens. So I listen to them and it's like, whatever. Um, oh, uh, Minogue, She Better Don't <coughs> is my Kylie and Danny playlist. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my uh, my my own created uh, best of Limp Biscuits uh, is called one song. <laughs> my way. Oh, hang about. I, 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 okay. I just did. A, I just looked at camera because I knew I was teasing you, and then the camera's not even on. Just so the audio realm knows, that was a very office moment. For me. <laughs> you did a very good office look to camera. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's called Limp B A Z K I T because that's how it's uh, spelled in one of the in one of their tracks. Do you anyway. know, I've never found you cooler in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Miguel on last week's video has Hi, written here, I freaking adore Dan. Ah, He's such a refreshing addition to the WrestleTalk team. Oh, that makes me very happy. We love to hear that. Thanks, Miguel. I like you. Uh, and also someone saying they can't wait for Godzilla vs. Kong 2, which was our topic the of conversation topic, yeah. last week. You know, I mean, you know me and big things at Smash. Uh, and uh, Al here thinks that we... Okay, so I didn't see last week's episode. How dare you? Were you comparing it to monster games? Were you talking about like Hunger Games, but with monsters? I don't remember. It's only because Al has said here as well, monster games seems like a likely progression. Ah! Well, we were talking about the idea of it being like them, them coming up with... Team, oh, like war games. We talked about it in terms of war uh, games. war games. So the idea that, um, that you know, Godzilla and Kong are clashing it's like how do we break it well i'm going to come back with my team and then it's like okay well who's on kong's team who's on godzilla's team and it, and it becoming this big clash between them because i think that i'm now doing this again talking about godzilla versus kong in terms of narrative complexity but um well, why wouldn't you well exactly but i feel personally like i don't want either of them to be the winner or the loser so what creative things can you do to not to basically 50 50 book it do you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's uh yeah, it's when they did uh, Freddy versus Jason back mm. in the day. There's always the argument of like, well, someone has to win and someone has to lose. Yeah, um, and one of the things I I think that kind of they biff slightly on that movie is that you don't really have a winner or a loser. Yeah, you sort of have a winner, but then it's revealed at the end that the other one is okay. So, but what I like about the original Godzilla versus Kong is that it has a definitive winner. Yeah, at the end of that movie, it is like. King Kong wins this movie. Yeah. Do you want a fun fact about this? But yes, but first I'd like to congratulate you on your use of the word biff there. I really enjoyed it. And I'd like to use that again in the future. You're very welcome. Yeah. So here is a fun fact for you about the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Way back when? Way, way back when. So it's 1963. When there were people in suits. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. Okay. Um, and the there was a rumor. Well, as I said, there was a rumor for many, many years mm. that in the Japanese edit of the movie Godzilla wins great in the American yeah. edit uh, King Kong. Kong wins not true at all oh every edit King Kong wins because when Toho made the movie they were like well King Kong is the the bigger character yeah he should be the one that wins do you know where the rumor comes from no Trivial Pursuit love that there was an 80s, it's all linked there's an 80s edition of Trivial Pursuit where the question is who wins in the American edit of uh, Godzilla vs. Oh. King Kong. So just by saying the American edit suggested to people that it didn't happen in the Japanese edit. And what? Well, just that 
they, they, so actually, I think it's like who won the Japanese. Basically, they, they were the one that started this rumor. They made up the question based on absolutely nothing. And if you can't trust Trevor Pursue, that's it. And you this is you know, back in the day when it wasn't easy to get hold of a copy of this movie. Or yeah. Like it had been shown in the 60s. Or even just go on Wikipedia and check Home it. Home video wasn't a massive thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't I recommend going on Wikipedia to check answers during Trivial Pursuit. That feels like that's not the object no. of the game. Well, I was um, having a check. So I saw a movie for the first time when I was away last week. Which was it? Uh, no, the movie I saw for the very first time was Coyote Ugly. You can try to resist. Mm. And, I, and, and I couldn't. I thought it was a very good film. I haven't seen it. Do you not? No. There is a Coyote Ugly bar in Las Vegas. I know, I went to it. There because my wife went oh, to the we, movie. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I went yeah. there and I, then I realised I was on my own and I felt weird. Bit weird. I left. Yeah. Um, Strong. And that, but now you've seen the movie. You've now, I've seen the movie. now I've seen the movie. I, I did say to my wife, I was like, oh, the bar in Vegas is not like this. The uh, bar in Vegas feels a lot more sad. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, but the, the last that sings in the movie, yeah. the, the lead actor, yeah. We were kind of like going through the credits at the end, and she had a body double for mm. the uh, the nudity. She had a dancing double oh, for no. the uh, all the dancing, and she had a stunt double for obviously all the stunts and stuff. And then I was on Wikipedia, and I was like, she doesn't even do any of the singing. The singing's all so, done by Leanne Rhymes. Where did she? Well, that's what I said. I was like, she was brought in for a performance, which honestly wasn't all that great. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife just would not believe. That Leanne Rhymes re-recorded all of the singing audio right. for the movie. She's like, it doesn't sound like Leanne Rhymes. Mm. So I went to I, w- I went to check it out. You called Leanne Rhymes. I, called, <laughs> I was like, Leanne, come yes, on now, come on, Miss Rhymes. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I went there. Wikipedia. Wikipedia said it was there, but it wasn't sourced. <sighs> so I went to IMDb, and IMDb had it there. But however, I remember once speaking with a director who told me that in the industry, it's often referred to as the incorrect movie database. Oh, that is so silly. Because it's, Love that. Because it's fan edits, it's like anyone yeah. can put stuff up on there. So the I, first person to say that, by the way, incorrect movie database, they all laughed for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they're in a room and they're like, oh my God, that's the funny thing. I the incorrect movie. And now they all do it. It's, yeah, I, I love that. So then I found an interview with the actor herself who said... My voice was replaced, and I was like, "Okay, I've now got the source." So to, it's been replaced. It's been replaced. But by, was it Leanne Ryan? By Leanne Ryan. Okay, fine. Yeah. So I, I got it all confirmed and everything. And I showed this to my wife. She still doesn't believe. It. <laughs> <laughs> and if that ain't marriage, all the work you just put in, nah, I'm good. We actually have a run joke. I'll, I'll save this for the outro portion okay. of the podcast. We'll get into the main show uh, here, which is Dan's review of Nope, which may I say is an excellent review. Oh, thanks so much. Here's the show. And this week's big release, in my eyes anyway, because mm-hmm. it's the film, it's my most anticipated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But you have. I have because I happen to be in America. This is one of the rare occasions where we don't get the movie first. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been getting the movie first for a few years. I think we've got quite comfortable with that. And so they've gone, mm, I'm going to mess with you. Yeah. A little, little window of release in America before we get it. We're finally getting it. I've seen it. So I am a man. I love Key and Peele. Yeah. I think Key and Peele is a fantastic sketch show. Yeah. It's always really liked him. Mm-hmm. And then I went to see Get Out. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive horror fan as well, as I think most people will know this. Yeah. And I saw Get Out and I said, at the end of it, that movie is an absolute masterpiece. That is a horror masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then went to go see Us mm-hmm. and was not ready for how much better it was 
than Get Out.、Mm. So a movie that I already thought was a masterpiece has just been topped with yet another masterpiece,、mm. which has led me to this point now where I am so beyond excited. For his third movie, like when that trip,、mm. remember the poster just came out. It was just the cloud with like the little kite thing, and、yeah. she said, "Nope." Yeah,、and、I was like, "Oh, can't wait." So you have seen the movie.、Mm-hmm. It's out this week.、Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Don't want to hype it up too much, but it's really, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a very interesting thing that actually people with a real understanding of comedy tend to lend themselves very well to horror because I think the line between scary and funny is actually quite thin. Mm. Um, and there's something about Get Out. Get Out is kind of there's almost a pastiche element to it. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it's a, funny. It's a mad science. Exactly,、movie. there's a lot of funny things within it,、um, and they they actually lull you into that false sense of security that that makes the insidious, creepy nature of Get Out so strong. That also exists in abundance in Nope. Kiki Palmer is hilarious, and she is giving it everything. So when you're really brought in on her. Energy really the 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 horror within does undercut you completely, and especially because you have that contrasted with Daniel Kaluuya, who is so low key in this movie, and he's always quite a chill guy anyway. But he's very low key in this. He's very you know keeping it under the radar kind of thing. the The balance of that just it just creates this feeling of unease in you the whole way through. Nope is actually the best way to describe the. The 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 bad, <laughs> I feel. Oh, that's so interesting.、Yeah. I mean, obviously, like it's a, it's a fascinating title、mm. anyway because it opens up so many questions of like, what does this even mean? Yeah, and I know very little about the movie as well. I、mm. purposely stayed away. I think actually one of the the best things about Get Out is not knowing a lot about the movie、mm. before you go into that. And actually, I think the same with Us as well. Yeah, and I'm kind of going into this movie with no expectations other than. I'm excited to go on a journey、mm-hmm. because I think we're going to be put into a situation where you have literally no idea what is happening here, and then slowly a drip fed some information before you find out a massive thing towards the end. A very Twilight Zone in that sense. It's it's that that's that's quite a good read of what's going to happen in the movie for in your experience. I think there's something within the movie that is、um, a bit of a, a sort of vaguely conspiracy theory esque. Not quite in the same way as a Moonfall scenario, where that was absolutely based on that conspiracy. But there's, there's almost a, a thing of like we don't really believe what's going on,、um, and then as the movie develops, you as the audience learn more alongside them, and and it is just so creepy. It's so weird. It's and and yet it's just almost like the weirdness isn't. Really looked at. It's not like we're going to go. Why is this happening? What does this mean? What is the grander idea of this? There is a threat. We have to deal with it.、Mm-hmm. That's that's the plot, you know. Are we going to be looking at another situation here where Jordan Peele not never directed for,、mm-hmm. uh, never, never nominated for best director?、Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Bradley Whitford were not nominated. Yeah,、uh, Lupita Nyong'o not nominated. Could have had two.、Uh, yeah. Are we now heading for a third outing here where people are going to be like, in a year's time when the Oscars come out, being like, how was this not nominated? Or how was this person not nominated? Was Kiki Palmer not nominated? It's possible because of the calendar. When, I mean, Get Out being nominated for all that it was was because it was so good. It came out right at the beginning of the of the movie calendar, so to, for it to continue to be that sort of cultural phenomenon that ended up getting a bunch of nominations, even though it didn't get a few that I think it deserved, it still got a lot of nominations.、Um, that that was so impressive. This one, because it's coming out in the summer, will then again, do the Oscars really mean anything? I mean, they do because I would like one, please, one day. But the, when they, do you know what I mean? Whereas like. 
Yeah, it's it's it's. Mm, I'm trying to like because because you said that us was up on Get Out. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to present you with you know. But it's it's, it's it's up on. It's really good, and it's this thing of, of of he's created this incredible trilogy, and I think what would potentially give him the edge in getting award recognition this time as a director is that it is so much about Hollywood. It is so much about filmmaking. It's a lot of different things at once. It's very comprehensive. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of different strings being pulled. There's a lot of different plates being spun. It's fascinating. And the, and the crucial part of that is sometimes when you have all of those different strands, there can be no cohesion. He brings everything together and holds it in place. And at no point are you as the audience member going, what? what? Where are we? What's happening? Why am I being shown this? You're with it. You're very in. You're very along for the ride. It's a very good film. I think you're going to really like oh, it. I cannot wait. Yeah. I absolutely cannot wait for yeah. it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to rank mm. like where it fits within the, because the, the trilogy. Because I mean, three, three, three is a weird thing to rank. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It, so it's but like, like asking idea, to do the, the, the uh, Edgar Wright that's, Cornetti that's it. trilogy. Yeah. It, and there is, there is almost something between linking all three of them in that way. Um, in sort of like the social anxiety element of, of things. It's his third movie. And I keep coming back to that. I'm like, how do you how do you keep knocking out of the park every single time? You know? Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Absolutely cannot wait. So, I mean, spoilers, it's my pick of the week. Okay. Uh, because I, I'm so excited yeah. to see it. Uh, but it's not the only release that we've got this week, mm -hmm. because Lal Singh Shaddaa is also out this week, and we had the opportunity to speak with Amir Khan. Here's what happens. It's a film about innocence. It's a film about a character who's so pure of heart, and he's so innocent, and uh, he doesn't have a negative bone in him. And, mm -hmm. and, and the film really is about the, the strength that innocence brings with it without having to do anything. So usually in films, you have a protagonist who's physically strong. Yeah. Uh, some protagonists have, uh, you know, they have strength of moral conviction and they fight for justice. But here is a protagonist who, who doesn't have any great moral strength or physical strength. But what, his, what is special about him is that he's just a simple guy who's really innocent and he doesn't have any negativity in him. And that is such a unique thing, <laughs> you know, and it brings it comes uh, it brings with it so much strength on its own. It's almost as if the universe conspires to make sure things happen yeah. for a person who's so pure of heart. We were going to ask you about the beard. Was it costume design or did you grow it? No, I grew the beard. I grew really? the beard, but yeah, yeah, I grew the beard, and uh, uh, I wanted to be a longer beard, uh, and and uh, I kind of lost time in the middle because. It's a long story. <laughs> I could have had a longer beard, but uh, so what I did is I used I used some extensions, but but the growth from the skin is all real. It's like, it's real growth, yeah. Also out this week, DC League of Super Pets, available in Super Screen and 2D. Elvis and Where the Crawdads Sing. Not only that, Thor Love and Thunder, Minions The Rise of Gru, and Top Gun Maverick. I had three in a row there that were just, that had subtitles. You did, yeah. I love a subtitle. <gasps> yeah. You do? I do. I just, what's I'm what's your favourite? Spice World, the movie. <laughs> 
any for me, it's anything that's then followed up with resurrection. Oh, great! Yeah. Resurrection's a fun one. Love yeah, it. Big fan. Alien, Resident Evil. There's a whole bunch of them. But anyway, Perfect. I've already given my my nomination this week for pick of the week. Yeah. I I'm so excited for Nope. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. Yeah. Is it also your pick of the week, or is there something else? I think. I think this week for me it is because it's this thing of there's so much to it. There's so so much in the tapestry of the movie that. It, that Going back and seeing it a few times, you will pick up a lot more each each time. Um, and I just think it's just... Kiki Mama's great. I love her. Brilliant. So I'm going to go and try and see Nope mm. this weekend. Yeah. I might try and see it in IMAX, actually. I think that would be really smart. I think because Nope is a movie... So the, the, the house that they live in is a ranch in the middle of the California hills, which means that a, a lot of very swooping, wide vistas. So you kind of... That full, crisp, bright gigantic screen IMAX experience is going to really lend itself to this. And when you see the um, <clears throat> the nope in question, you're going to be like, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, and, and it's beautiful. Um, okay, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Okay, see it well, I mean, and the other thing as well, like, I, mean, I want to see it in IMAX because yeah. I'm Jordan Bill, I want to see it yeah, maybe yeah. In, like, in the biggest screen possible. But also, stop. I get a free icy. Oh, wow. Because ICs are a part of the movie. Yes. Yeah. So I get a free icy mm. when I have an IMAX ticket for nope. Yeah. And then you'll be drinking your icy when you see the icy integration, and you'll be like, "Hey, that's us!" But like Cheers. internally, don't make the noise. No, quiet. Respect. Turn, turn your phones off. Thank you. Well, you think it's a UFO? I don't know, but we got rules. I don't think they take you if you don't look at it. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look, don't look. And throughout the month of August, we've got a special offer for Unlimited Card members. Ooh. New and old. But every time you use your unlimited card, so you know, I'm going to go this weekend to see Nope. Yep. Right? So I'm going to use my unlimited card on the Saturday to book my ticket. Job done. On the Sunday, I'm going to get an email with a special reward that is unique to that day. Oh! Because every time you use your card, you get an email the following day with a brand new reward for the entire month of August. Second like advent calendar. <gasps> You're right, it I'm is. I'm a big fan of that. That's, that's way to get me on board. <laughs> yeah. Movie advent calendar in August. You know, we've always been looking for a way to yeah. bridge the gap between advent calendars in December and then the next advent calendar in December. This is it. This is the one. It works we've for me. found it. Thank you very much. You can pre-order tickets for Fisherman's Friends, One and All, and Dragon Ball Superhero, and we've got unlimited screenings coming up for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on August 23rd and The Invitation on August 25th. The Invitation was trailed before Nope for me when I saw it in America, and it looks wild. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know me, I'm not really good at the scary, no, so I'll need someone scary. to come with me. Bit scary. I'll need someone to come with me and hold my hand yeah. and cover my eyes when I get a bit nervous. You know I'm a very good cinema date as well. You are, you're quite, yeah, you, 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 you're respectful, quiet, but you're also good for if I've thought of a joke and I need to tell you, yeah. you won't tell me off for telling you. But I will probably be trying to get down to this in the screening of the invitation because it looks really interesting. It looks quite fun. Yeah, I mean, 
horror fan, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. It's also high on my list. There you go. Well. And we've had some cracking event cinema recently oh, yeah. as well. Uh, Westlife OBS. I was raised up. Yeah, and I mean, I was super excited for Robocop. You were. I yeah. was. And we've had the Get Out and Oz extravaganza. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got actually a double bill coming up That's as huge. well of both the original Top Gun yep. and Top Gun Maverick, yep. which, you know, as we have said, Top Gun Maverick is so good, it's retroactively made the first one good again. That's so absolutely true. Now watching them both side by side, yeah. oh, what a fabulous little situation you can get yourself into. Lovely. However, the event cinema that's really captured my imagination as the big old nerd that I am, Star Trek The Motion Picture Director's Cut Ooh. is on the big screen on these dates, in fact, August 20th, the 21st and the 24th, and then on September 8th. They are really getting, you have no excuses to not see this movie. And I'm so, so super excited go. to go and watch the director's cut yeah. on the big screen. My wife and I have a running thing throughout our entire relationship, mm. which is, you know the song You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette? Do I know the song You Ought to Know? I listened to it. I had a, a little uh, romantic complication about a couple months ago. I listened to it on a loop for about three days. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. Mm. It's, it's an incredible performance. It's wonderful. Did you know, do you know who does the music for it? No. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is it? Yeah. That, that sounds like about right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if you go back and listen to it now, you can hear that yeah. bass. It's like, oh yeah, that is a flea bass line. Yeah. And actually, so Alanis was recording the song in the same studio where the Chili Peppers were recording One Hot Minute. And Flea and John Frusciante were just walking through the corridors, heard the song, and were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Can mm. we do the music for it? Oh my God. That's cool. And how it all came together. I mean, that whole album is incredible, by the way. And I contest that the song is written about Dave Coulier who she was in a relationship with, and right. they broke up and she wrote the song about him. Okay. However, my wife thinks it's about someone else. Okay. And she's Does like- Does she have a- She is, and I'm trying to think who it is. I'm pretty sure she thinks it's Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> and we have had this argument now for years, but neither of us will go and look up who is right. Because we don't want to, I don't want to know. You don't want to, I, I was going to say, can I look it up? I, I will look it people, up. I mean, when I tell the story, people often go and look it up to find out which one of us is right. Um, but every any time the song comes on, she will just go like, "It's about Matt LeBlanc." Matt LeBlanc. Then. <laughs> like it's I about would, Dave I'd Enjoy it if it was about Matt LeBlanc. That would be that would be that would make that would ruin you. Water, no. So maybe I won't look either. Just in case. <laughs> it's like no, it's about Dave Coulier, the man who come, come on, Joey. ruined the real Ghostbusters cartoon. <laughs> You're not Peter Venkman. It's actually not even about a relationship. It's about that specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you are not as good at this voice as Lorenzo Music was. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I think I'm going to, we'll leave the podcast for okay. a close there. Like. Uh, but thank you so much, Dan. Oh, literally always. a pleasure. I'll, 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 every week. Yeah. Well, we'll see you again next week. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Okay, great. Well, brilliant. Yeah, yeah cool. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Click the links in the podcast description. Okay. Yeah, check the movies out if you want. Fine. <laughs> I've been Luke <laughs> I've been Dan. <laughs> and that's what's on. Bye. Bye.